pay for any other The feeling's where you wanna be Cause Friday night's just right for flying This is what I need Get about as rowdy as an aeroplane We're gonna pop the roof tonight Cause Friday night's the night I like Friday night's on fire, on fire, on fire Hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter and welcome to yet another episode of the LSU Flying Tigers podcast. We are on episode number 11. Can you believe that the regular season has ended? Before I get into the actual gymnastics portion of this podcast, let me get into some business to take care of. Later tonight, and I mean very much later, um, after the Rutgers versus... Notre Dame, that's who they're playing. Uh, Rutgers-Notre Dame first four game concludes. I will be recording my bracket for my uh, the NCAA men's tournament because I forgot that it actually starts tomorrow morning. Um, so I want to get that out. And then uh, after all the women's first four games are played, once the final whistle sounds in that one and I'm back in my room, uh, I'm going to be doing it for the women because, you know, I do that. So that's a thing that's happening. So... Let's get into the whole discussion of the last meet. And boy, oh boy, was that a nice way to go out. Um, LSU finished off a great season. Only five home meets. We lost an extra one, but it didn't matter. We broke the um, streak of the Utah Utes or Red Rocks. Or Okay, first thing that's going to annoy me. Are they the Utes or the Red Rocks? I thought they were the Red Rocks, but are they the Utes? Because I keep seeing they use the Indian headdress logo and... They were referred to as the Utes, and they call themselves the Utes, but I thought they were the Red Rocks in gymnastics. Y'all need to have a consistent brand identity. It's kind of annoying. Either way, what isn't annoying uh, is that we beat them. Yay! We also beat uh, their attendance average. Uh, We averaged over 11,600 people per meet, um, despite this meet actually not being that many people. Uh, Not even 11,000 showed up. There was severe weather around the area. Um, I was smart enough to bring a poncho, so my uh, sign didn't get any sort of damage. My sign was also half great and half garbage. You saw it on my Instagram page. You should follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. I mean, freaking, I can already say two people on the team very much do follow me on Instagram. And yeah, hi, if you're listening to this, I'm not going to say who you are. I don't want to embarrass you for having followed me. I'm kidding. It's not embarrassing to follow me. I post good stuff. You should really watch it there. I need to stop doing this and instead get into this meet. So it was Utah. Um, yeah, Utah not having the attendance mark for the first time since 2004. That is a long time to go without relinquishing something. And yet they did. Whew, that hurts. We're never going to have this again because Utah can seat more people. They can seat like 14, 15,000. Like, we can't beat that. I mean, literally, we can't beat that. But, um, yeah. So let's get into the meat itself. Let's get into the meat itself. So we beat Utah 198.125 to 197.875. But it should be noted that Miley O'Keefe of Utah was out with a non-COVID illness. Unfortunate. She is an all-arounder and absolute stud who... It, it explains why Utah didn't get a 198. They could have easily had a 198 if they'd have had her. Like, she's just incredibly good. I don't know. 
But what I do know is this. This was the best meet we've had all year. The place was rocking throughout the meet. So Utah fans, they didn't come in droves, but they showed up. They showed up and they got loud at the start. This annoyed people, especially the student section, who, by the way, was on fire. The place was on fire. Like, that section was on fire the entire night. It was better than against Auburn, I think. Uh, and it wasn't because there were more people, but it's because of the who was there. It was a more passionate fan base. Is a more passionate thing. And I think that's what it was. 10,000 people were a little bit louder than anyone else. Now... It wasn't sustained noises, but I got the loudest pop there. I also may or may not have screwed that up. But then again, I've we've had lower attendances where I've gotten higher pops and I know my phone was away from my face. We're going to have to get more scientific next year. I know that. But yeah. um, And that energy started on vault. We had a very good vault rotation. In fact, we had the best one of our season, a 49.525 on vault. Now, it should be noted, Alona was back. She was vaulting. Um. Kai was back on beam, but her presence just being there was great. There's some other stuff. We'll talk about it. So we'll start with Elena. She had a 9-9 flat. It was good. It hit hard, and that set the tone. When she hit that vault, it was like, okay, that might actually be really good. Because it reminded me of Kai's vault against... uh. Alabama, and we won 9 it against them. Sammy's vault was good, but it didn't have the same energy. Now, Elena, she's the reigning, uh, she's the reigning co-champion on vault, but the thing is, she was the only vaulter who had a 995 vault and got a 995. So she had a perfect one. That one looked, I've looked at that. Maybe the footage isn't great, but it looked like there was some little issue that could have had it taken a deduction. I thought it was maybe like a 9925. Like you could see maybe one judge taking it and another judge not. The difference is at SECs, it's not two judges, it's actually four, and they take off the top and bottom and then average two. So I'm like, so that so three judges give that a 995? That's kind of impressive. I didn't think it was. And this one was better. I genuinely thought this could have 995. I thought it was a 995 out of 995. It it was really good. Then you had Alona's um vault. Um, no. No, just no. I have so many questions about why this is here. I get she's healthy. She can't stick it. She can't stick it. That got a 9-8 somehow, and I'm shocked it did. Because it was not good enough to get a 9-8. Unless it starts from a 10. But, like... Eh? She just doesn't hit that as well as she should. Maybe she needs to work on it a bit. I don't know. But that's not her strong suit anyway. Like, her strong suit is bars and then floor. So... You know, hey, it's fine. She can do it, but she can't do it as well as other people. And that's okay. Speaking of people who shouldn't be in the vault uh, rotation, Sarah Edwards, look, 9-8. It's so inconsistent. It bounces more times than it doesn't. This was about as good as her 9-8, I mean, her 9-7-7-5 against Kentucky. So I don't know how the heck she got a little bit of a boost. It's just, you know, it begs a question. A question we need to ask. Is there anyone else who's available who might be fully healthy, you know, should be in the rotation, has shown that she has an ability to hit? 
someone who's been on the team for now three years and has one appearance. Someone who is here and, in my opinion, shouldn't be, and that's not because of her talent. No, it's actually because of her talent. She shouldn't be here if she's not going to be able to get used. Seriously, let's just say you should have taken the full ride you had because you are being misused here. It's Cam Ryan. Her specialty is vault. Talking with somebody earlier, and uh, yeah. She's had three... She's vaulted three times. Two were exhibitions. One was real. One was scored. The one that was scored fell. The two that were exhibitions hit. Two out of three ain't bad. Rest in peace, meatloaf. Um, But, like, that's her thing. Her thing is she can vault and she can hit it. But she's inconsistent. She's hot and cold. Now, the thing is, when she hits... She hits hard. So, in theory, what you could do, and this is a hypothetical, you could put her at the end of the rotation, have your five people that you already want up front, you already have five that you know you can have hit. You have five that, kn- that you know you can... Uh, you uh, Elena can hit. KJ can hit. Kaya can hit. Haley can hit. There's four right there. Slot in whoever you want at fifth, and then put Cam at sixth. You have a five. You already have five that are pretty much guaranteed to get you good scores. Even with Sarah, if it bounces a lot, she can still randomly get a nine eight. And if she hits it, boom, nine nine. Okay, you put those five up front. It doesn't change the ability for Haley to get a ten because that thing could ten in the leadoff spot. I I will I will say that with impunity. If that does, if that was put in the leadoff spot, it would be a leadoff ten every time she stakes it. It'd be a leadoff 10 because they'd have nothing to take. There's never anything to take on it when she stakes it. And I'll get to that later. But like, you could put Cam in the sixth spot. That way, you don't have to worry about if she falls that screwing up the mentality of everyone. Because the rotation's over. You move on. Then if she hits, holy cow, we got a good score. She's fully healthy. She's standing around doing nothing the entire meet. She's not done anything this year and I don't expect her to take a redshirt year. Jay, what are you doing? Jay, what are you doing? You you, you really did not need to do what you did with her. Get her out there. She can hit. And if she doesn't, it's fine. There's a way to manage the lineup. And I know one of your, your specialties isn't roster management, but like, really? Really? She's fine. She's 100%. Like, 100, 100%. In every aspect you would need her to be. So what is she doing standing there? Not even warming up. She doesn't warm up. Tori warms up. Chase warms up. Neither of them are going in the lineup anytime soon. One for health reasons, one for health reasons. You know what I mean when I say health reasons. One is for one's for physiological reasons, one for psychological reasons. I'm not going to say which is which, but I will say this. Um, You've got someone that can. Why wasn't she warming up. Why hasn't she exhibitioned? What are you doing? I am, I'm serious when I say I get very annoyed. Your roster is better than this. What If she goes in next year, I'm going to be very confused too. What is this? You have a starter that you're going to try and put in that you're not even going to give any relief appearances to? Not even put them on a midweek schedule? I just realized I'm talking about college baseball. None of you understand that. But yeah, 
She should be in the lineup. I will campaign for her to be in the lineup. And I'm just going to say this, a better coach would have her in the lineup. A better coach would have her in the lineup. That's what I'll say about that. A smarter coach would have had her in the lineup. Dude, you need to get your head out of your own ass and put her in the lineup because she's going to pay dividends. Invest in her. Trust me. I have no qualms in saying this. That honestly, if she transferred to where she should be, she would be she if she never came here, she would have actually, you know, she would have time. She would have been in the rotation and she would be hitting. But no. And I'm not going to say you made the wrong decision. I would never tell her that she made the wrong decision. But she made a decision that ended up not benefiting her. And that's not her fault. Never going to blame her for that. This is all on Jay. And I will call him and I will say this. Because if if you're going to do this and you're going to continue to throw out there someone who can't hit. And you're going to continue to throw that in what? The three spot? The two or the three spot? When it doesn't hit and it's hit like five times in her career? No, I got no, pri- I got no place for that. And I got no qualms in saying this. Because frankly, I want to win. And you want to win too. So you need to suck it up, deal with the fact that you got somebody that can actually do this crap, and put her in there. Three times ain't enough. One time not hitting is not enough. You can do better than this. Try. Okay? You had all these injuries, and you have all this depth, and you have someone who is very good at this, and you refuse to put her in there, and you instead put in super seniors who can't hit. Because I'm going to just say it right now. What was Sammy doing in the lineup? She had a 9-9 SECs. Okay, cool. And she couldn't hit. There are better on this roster. Leave her for bars. She's so good there. She's so good there. Anyway, off of that ramble, let's talk about KJ's vault. What the hell was this? What the hell was this? This is a 9-8-5 on a 9-9-9-8 split. I know... First of all, that was nearly perfect. I don't... Maybe someone pointed out on Twitter that there was a blocking issue. When she hit the vault itself, her shoulders were like... Her hands were out like at shoulder width. That's apparently a point one deduction. Okay, fine. So a 9.85. But that was something they noticed when they freeze-framed it. They didn't notice it when they actually were watching it. Okay. So when that 9.8 went up, by the way, I thought it was a mistake. I thought that the guy who flipped it over accidentally put up an 8 instead of a 9. Jay went over, made sure. It was just like, are you kidding me? No, wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. That thing was nearly perfect. In fact, it was very reminiscent of the one she had at Texas Women's that 995'd. So my question to you is, what the hell happened there, Judge? Oh, did I mention that Judge was also from the state of Utah? Have no reason to mention that. Got nothing. Nope, that's just an unfortunate coincidence that the person who criminally underscored her was also from the state of the opposing team. I mean, it's not like there's ever been any sort of bias or call of bias or bias, bias, bias. I'm not saying that the judge is biased. I will say that the judge wasn't watching the same vault I was. Because that was better than that. What were you taking off a point five for? There was a point oh five four. I'm sorry. Where was the half-tenth deduction? Was it on the landing that stuck harder than... Well, frankly, an anchor? What the hell were you looking at? 
I don't know. But I'm going on a ramble that, frankly, I don't need to go on when I already did. But yeah, Jay, Jay was pissed, and the whole team was pissed, and the entire crowd was pissed because that was a 995, or at minimum 99. Or if you're going to take off for that, fine, 9875, because I don't think the other judge would have ever been able to notice it. It was a minimal deduction that's very difficult to notice. And with the way judging has been this year, I am shocked she didn't get a 99. But that's just me. And again, yes, I'm personally biased. But also, no, screw you. That was that was a load of crap. Then Kaya. Oh, baby. Her 9975, that was it. She had not hit... So, she had stuck her vault, but she never stuck it in the middle of the mat. She stuck it right in the middle of the mat. Right in the middle of the mat. I'm just... It was boom. She knew it the second she was done with it. She was like, uh, oh, that was it. That was it. That was the vault. The vault. And then everyone went over and celebrated right in front of the judge that gave KJ a 9-8, which I think was like, yes, yes, very, very good. You know what you're doing. That judge gave her a 10. The other judge gave her a 9-9-5. But then we move on to, uh, to Haley's 10. Man, that thing was a 10 right there. Look, if she sticks the landing, you must ten it. She does not have form deductions in her in her vault. She can't. It's impossible. I don't think she can stick it without with him. It's perfect. Like there is no there is no way to deduct from it when she sticks it. And when you know how you know she stuck it, you hear it. You can hear it because what it is, is it's all of the momentum that needs to go downward that prevents her from doing what she did against Kentucky, which was stepping back a little bit, having a little bit of backwards momentum. It goes into the mat. I genuinely want to measure the force of it because it's that strong. Because it's a flip and then all of the downward momentum comes through her. And it's just beautiful. But the most beautiful thing about it, in my opinion, is the sound it makes. When you are... I was, I'm was i like 20, 30 feet away from it. And the sound it makes is just an absolute power. I'm shocked the mat doesn't break. You get a bad enough mat, she can break through it. It's incredible. Like... Yeah, no wonder why everyone loves it. No wonder she's a national champion. The fact that she's not got the highest average vault score is a... That's a crime. She tend for the third time this year, and what were you going to take off on any of them? They were all tens. Like, she just tends on everything. But, um, yeah. Let's get to the good old-fashioned... Bars rotation. Oh, I did mention, uh, Jay, when they cut to him after Haley's 10, he was not happy. He didn't look happy. He looked like a man that wasn't messing around, or as someone on Twitter said, he looked like he wanted to kick a puppy. Dude was still mad, but I also think he was just locked in. That's the thing. Throughout this, they were just locked in, focused, 
completely different team from the one I saw against uh, Kentucky. Absolutely incredible to watch. Let's move on to bars. Uh, which, you know, I always have a great uh, thing to say about this. I don't. Kaya's, 9-9. Well, that was a good way to keep going. It was really good. She won Specialist of the Week. Personal opinion, you can't be a specialist if you are basically an all-arounder, but you got pulled out of your fourth. Doing three events does not make you a specialist. No. Christina Desiderio, she's a specialist. She does beam and floor. That's her specialty. Three is not a specialty. Especially when she's only off a floor because they're managing a calf injury. Whatever. Elena, 9875. This one was pretty good. I have to say, she's looked confident she's earned her spot in the bars rotation. Especially with Kai's injury, like, she's stepped in there and done a much better job than I could have expected. She's had her moment, her moment, one of them, where she looked like she had no idea what she was doing. And she was absolutely no confidence. But you take that out. Now, she is as confident as she has ever been on bars. And when she hit the dismount, the double layout, it was a great... (laughs) Okay, I posted it on Twitter a couple nights ago. Jay just went absolutely bananas and just was like, he had the funniest little dance I've ever seen him do. And it's like, bro, are you, you, are you okay? Not in a bad way, but it's like, this came out of nowhere. Like, he was just, he turned around on one foot and I... I can't describe it to you. You just need to see it. It's hilarious. It's worth your it's worth your time. It is worth five seconds of your time. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Like also, uh pirouette on the low bar. Everyone seems to love it. It's so good. Now then. By the way, uh Liv Karras and Olivia Gunter going crazy on Twitter um is the greatest thing ever. Like I Olivia is the big sister of this entire team. I I think we can all agree on that now. Just, I wish she could have gone to the meet, because that would have been completely different. A, um, a lot more crying. <laughs> would have been funny. Funny, because it's happy crying, that's sad. Um, I don't know. That would have been a nice presence to have. Um, yeah. Now, speaking of the low bar, Olivia got a 9 split. Now, let's talk about this one. Now, she fell attempting a half turn on the low bar. Remember last week when I told you that she can't hit that? She can't hit that now. She really can't. Um, That handstand on the low bar, impossible for her. Um, And it's come to this point. Get her out of the bars lineup now. She's got an injury. Now, like I mentioned, can't, can't get the handstand going on that transition. Uh, from what I can tell, so from watching it over and over and over and over and over again obsessively, um, she didn't have enough momentum and strength to keep herself up on the high bar. I mean, I'm sorry, on the low bar. I put high bar in my uh, notes. I'm an idiot. Herself up on the bar while attempting to move her left hand over. Now, she appears to have a right shoulder injury. It's taped up. She keeps having pressure put on it. Uh, but no one asks at the press conferences. It's almost as if they don't notice. I notice. 
man, you really should get me at this. You really shouldn't. Um, I was going to be too busy being at home. That's where I am now. Um, but yeah, no, that would be a reasonable question for somebody to ask. Here's the problem. Um, when she finished, she, you could see, like, when he, she went over, she was pretty much, it was clear, like, Jay was asking, hey, what happened there? And she pointed to her left shoulder, not her right shoulder. So, she's got a taped up right shoulder and an injury to her left shoulder. So, what I'm gonna just say now is get Aaliyah in the bar lineup. Livy needs to get out. Number one, her scores aren't good enough. Let's just say that right off the bat. But number two, she's injured. And I'm worried about her, you know, health. I don't care. She can't hit that. She cannot hit that handstand. She cannot do that that whole transition. It does not go well enough. I don't trust her to do it. But also she's injured, and that's what I'm more concerned about. I think that she would be better off. Maybe she can't hit it because of the injury. Like, how am I supposed to know? I'm going to assume that, especially because of how it looked this week. It's probably been re-aggravated over and over again. Because it was egregious last week. But this week, she didn't even do it. So, I don't know what it is, but it's not good. And by the way, it's a good thing she wasn't in the floor lineup because of that injury. I don't know about it. Because she needs it to do the toothpike of doom, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Then Haley, 9-9. Most of this was incredible. If this would have stuck, it would have been higher. She didn't stick the landing. If she had stuck the landing, it would have been at least a 9925. I don't know. Alona, 9925. Again, if you want to make fun of this dismount, fine. She knows the timing on it. She was she released a little early last week. That's what caused her to have a weird landing. But when she gets the timing perfect and she knows how to do it, it's muscle memory, I think. I think it's a little bit of muscle memory. Um, and a little bit of just, you know, boom, 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 boom. Uh, she sticks it. She just sticks it perfectly because she can't do anything else. The way she does that landing, it has to stick if she times it right. Because the only thing that's going to hit the ground are the palms of her feet. And then just boom from right there. I don't know. It may look weird and ridiculous, but I don't care if it's weird and ridiculous if it hits. And you shouldn't either. Because it looks okay. Look, who cares? I don't care. You shouldn't care either. It works. It scores highly. And it sticks. And it hits pretty damn well. So, I, I, y'all can make fun of it all you want. I will continue to defend it because it's effective. It doesn't need to look great as long as it's effective. And I know this is a sport where that literally does not work. But, points, damn it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I need to mention this before going into the final one. Grace McCallum does an interesting vault. It's a Cervente. It's very difficult. It it looks really weird. Definitely look it up. But apparently, its difficulty score in Elite is a 5.0. And most people are doing threes. Three point something difficulty scores in a... Yeah. That's just a little bit ridiculous. Anyway, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. So, we get to Sammy's bar routine. And, uh, 
Yeah. This was pretty much perfect up to the landing. And the landing killed it. Because if she would have stuck the landing, I think they would have given her a 10. I think she would have at least tied her career high of a 9.975. Because it looked basically perfect until the ending. When her... I don't know what happened on the dismount. But she... She landed, took a couple steps, and then stepped back again. It was not good. And like... 9.825 felt low. But that's how much she moved on that landing. I think if it would have been a hop or one of those steps, I think it was one of the two things she did on the landing, maybe it would have been higher. But no. I'm shocked she didn't put up a higher score. But it happens. It's okay. Look, I mean, that's not what matters. What matters is if she made the special delivery I needed her to make, because let's just say I've already done that. We're not talking about that. We'll talk about Beam. Beam, 49.5. Not bad, not bad at all for us. Starting with Christina, 9925. You know, I think one thing that's kind of interesting is our one-two punch on Beam, if we can keep it healthy, there's kind of a calming presence about it. There are two people who are locked in. They're focused. You feel like nothing can bother them. And the only thing that they're going to do is care about what's going on in front of them and just get through their routine. It's all in their head. They know it by heart. Which is nice. And, like, I think that that's felt throughout the building. When she's on beam, everything is calm. There's not even, like, large reactions. They're more muted reactions. Because everyone's a little anxious. But everyone's also, like, I think she's got this. And when she sticks the dismount, boom. Then you can release that anxiety and then just go off. This was good, by the way. It 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 was worthy of a nine nine two five. I didn't think it was ten worthy, but you know, you know nine nine five at the most probably good. Then we have Kai. Oh my God! Thank you for being back. Oh my. Okay, spark plug. First of all, that is your permanent nickname. Sorry, but like it's working. I'm sorry, but like the whole Detroit connection was it. That's it. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Let me rephrase that. Uh, It's a funny nickname. It's a good one. Because, I mean, she gets us going and she keeps us going. I didn't... Remember when I said that her most important part was on vault? When Elena hit the 9-9, I'm like, okay. Her being in the two spot on beam, I feel like works pretty well. And I can see why she'd be the most useful on beam. Because there, she's locked in. She's focused. That one-two punch on beam is the one we need to stay calm. We can't have what happened at Missouri. At Missouri, we had the first two beam workers fall. Or wobble. Have major wobbles. You had Christina have a wobble, and then Sammy had a wobble. The fact that Sammy was in the two spot was already a problem, because her wobbling is a bit too... uh, That happens a bit too often. That's why you put her in the anchor spot when Kaya has to go out. Jay, you at least made a smart lineup decision there. But yeah. Kai. She's back. She is important not not only not only because of her energy she keeps Sammy and Elena off she keeps Sammy and Elena off of beam she does that those two I am very scared about I don't want them on there it's not that I don't like them as people 
They're very good people. However, they are not calming presences like Kayez, who has ice water in her veins and will hit when she needs to. She can block out all of the noise and go through her routine and get nine nines. Which, I need that. We all need that. That is perfect. Just, thank you for being back. Oh my god, I am so thankful. Just, it's a good thing when I say the things that are like this. Like, shh. Why can't the words come through my mouth? Okay, let's move on to Bridget. So she got a 9998 split for a 985. I got nothing else to say except I wish her landing stuck. It was a pretty good routine. I think it would have had, I think it would have been maybe a little bit higher. I think maybe it would have been a 9925. I don't know anything about this, but what I do know is this. May have been closer to a 99. Than it was to a nine eight five, um, if it would have hit the landing, I think the landing kind of sort of did that. I don't know everything else because again, Yuma is not my specialty. I'm learning as it goes. And it's tough for me to tell one eighties. Just yeah, um, Haley nine eight five. Man, she had a wobble on her front tuck. I'm, I'm only learning that, by the way, uh, I need to just say, dear Spence, if you don't listen to this, I know that, dear Spencer at Balance Beam Situation, your blog, your live blog was immensely helpful for me figuring out literally everything that I'm saying here, because I don't know what I'm talking about, but you do, and you can make it easily digestible so I can read through it and just be like, okay, this, 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 ooh, this, 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 also, it's quite funny. Yeah, I, I, I was recommended it, and now I must do this more. And I believe if if there's a live blog for the SEC Championships, I'm going to be very happy. So yeah, then Aaliyah, a 9875. I just... Ah, oh man. This thing was perfect. Basically perfect, except maybe her splits were a little bit off. Okay, fine, we got that. Until the dismount. Now, where have you heard me say this before? Aaliyah's beam routine was great until the dismount. Yeah, it's happened multiple times, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So, first, she hopped on the dismount. Okay, that's fine. That probably wouldn't have had this being... That probably would have had this, you know, being a little bit better. I think maybe she could have 9 9 Who knows? What I do know is this. That wasn't the most egregious thing. After the hop, she stepped into a salute immediately. She did not control herself, and that's huge. I genuinely think... just KJC has said it, okay? Kathy Johnson Clark has said it before. Hold your salute. Don't step out of it. If she'd have held it, they would have considered it more controlled. She showed no control on her landing. That's a huge problem, and that's probably why she was given a 985 by one judge. That's just my theory. Because I don't know when the scoring stops, but I'm pretty sure it's salute is the end of it, but it's when the salute concludes. Because that gets me to Kaya's. She got a 995, and I think she had 10 it for 98% of the routine. 98%. But that last 2%. That last 2% was just enough 
for her to get a 9.95. I 100% agree with the score. Here is why. She moved her feet and her legs on the salute, and that showed that she hadn't stuck it. Ah! That could be enough. I don't, like, it, I was reading through the live vlog. Thank you, Spencer, because he pointed it out. And I looked at the footage again, and I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me, because it's true. It's true. That's what happened. Can't do that. Now, normally there are six beam workers, but it was senior night. We had a seventh. I saw her when I walked in, got down to my seat, which, by the way, I was back in my lucky seat. Back on my lucky row, excuse me, but back in my lucky seat. It was glorious. We won. So, I don't know. Probably gonna have to sit there for the rest of time. Don't you dare reconfigure the student section next year. I will do things to you. Like, be very angry, but probably not confront you because I'm not a confrontational kind of person. That tends to be how things work for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, let's move to the Exhibition Routine by Rebecca D'Antonio. First of all, it does not matter what she, um, you know, what the actual gymnastics were of it. Because, ah, okay, I'm going to try and get through this without, like, completely losing it. Um, not losing it in a bad way, losing it in a good way. Uh, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. First, let's let's start off with the actual gymnastics of it. First part of the routine was impressive. There were mistakes. We called them happy little accidents. Um, <laughs> that's what we'll call them. There were no mistakes, just happy little accidents. Um, because, look, I get it. She had a busy schedule. She did the voiceover work on the hype video. Which, by the way, I don't know if that's ever happened before. Where a current... LSU student has done a hype video, much less a member of the team itself. And it was literally perfect. I wouldn't have chosen anyone else. Because if there's anyone who kind of embodies that night, it's the person whose night it kind of is. Last year, all the fifth-year seniors, they got their night. But they didn't get to have it in front of a crowd. So this was really their chance to just have it in front of a crowd. But, um, you know, for her, she's the only current member of the team who's, um, having her senior night. Like, yeah. Um, that, nah, I'm trying to get through this without getting really, like, I'm, I was just really happy for her. Because, like, I know a couple of people who actually know her. Also, her dad randomly follows me on Instagram. And her mom follows me on Twitter. So that's a thing that exists in this real world. Yeah. <laughs> and Sorry, I'm laughing that off because it's absolutely hilarious to me. Um, and randomly now Sierra's mom follows me on Twitter. And if you know who that is, that's a big deal. Um, I'll explain why that is. Um, but yeah. Like, still. Like... Also, and I should note this, I nearly teared up when I noted, when they flashed who it was on the video. Because I couldn't hear the video because I had to use, um, you know, my uh, terrible earbuds. And my earbuds are terrible. 
But yeah, like, I mean, I, I nearly teared up with that. And like, you were not allowed to make fun of me for that. Because, I, I, I don't know. It's like, it's just, she's a very, mo very beloved person on the team. And you don't necessarily see her impact because she doesn't really compete. And yet, like, I've seen so many things to s suggest that, like, there are a lot of people who are better off because of her. Which, like, is probably true of the entire team. But, like, this has not been... there. It's, like, really obvious where it's like, no. No, she is there whenever. And that... It's just really nice. And just... To like, goddamn! I gotta go back to my uh, notes. I I just uh, I was just it was it was great to see it in person because like you could feel everyone was like yes oh my gosh this is actually happening awesome I don't know what words to use because it's all just some people are better at expressing emotion through words than I am, but it's like you just had to be there to understand it. You had to be there to understand what it felt like. But it was really nice. And, yeah. Like, everyone was so happy despite the things that happened during it. You know, again, I'm not going to say what they were. They were just happy little accidents. Because those don't matter. Because... She got to live out her dream one more time, and, uh, it was really nice. Okay, we're just gonna swiftly move on. She's going to the University of Chicago to get her master's degree. Did I mention this girl was smart before? I didn't. She's a computer science major with a chemistry and biology double minor. Because she's also got 28 hours in a day. I don't know. Girl is smart. She's incredible at time management. She's absolutely awesome in every single way. Yes, I'm going to stop blabbering right now. Otherwise, people are going to find it weird that I'm doing that. Why would I ever do that? Anyway, let's go on to the floor routine. Um, before I do that, these are the Utah beam tracks that I remember hearing. And I'm like, I'm sorry. The fact that, first of all, I didn't know this. Most uh, arenas, you don't get to hear the home beam music for the other team. That is lame. Oh my god, it would take so much time to set up. But it really, though, you could just do it easily. It wouldn't be hard. Come on. But I didn't know this. Apparently, at Kentucky, one person in every road beam rotation has to do their routine to free fall, and which... I want to fist bump whoever came up with that idea. It's brilliant. Also, because Tom Petty. Also, speaking of Tom Petty, why doesn't Florida do this? It's brilliant. But yeah, three of the songs were... Oh, I love this. What? I hadn't heard... Okay, Break Even by the script. Emily Morgan, really, bro? Break Even? Like... I, I was singing it. I'm like, wait, I know this song. How do I know this song? And then Abby Paulson goes, I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. And I'm like, what? 
And then Alexia Birch had our song by Taylor Swift. And I'm like, why do I know this? Why have I heard this recently? What is this? This, this was good. We need more of that. I'm sorry, but I like my mid-20s. I'm sorry, but I like my mid-2010s nostalgia trip. And if you don't, that's on you. Because you didn't grow up during that time, and I did. And so did they, and that's why they chose the songs, and they're beautiful. I'm sorry, but break even by the script I hadn't heard that in years and I knew it because I'd heard it so many times because and it starts from the, the top I'm gonna go for a little bit I'm still alive but I'm barely breathing and I'm like whoa I pray to a god that I don't believe in but I got time while she got freedom I don't remember the rest of the song let's move on to the floor lineup now we tied Utah in on the last rotation. And Utah Beam is the greatest thing in the history of the world. They went 49-675. So did we. Oh yeah, baby. Start off with Christina. 9925. Guess who's back? This could have 10. Uh, if she didn't bounce a little bit on her third pass. But even then, maybe 99. And 9925, I actually feel like it's somewhat okay. Because not only that, her chest was a little bit down on that. So I could see that. But other than that, this was perfect. Holy cow, this was good. Then Alona. Yes, she's back on floor. It is so nice to see her back out there. Number one, she's damn good. I forgot about that. Like, I forgot. Holy cow, she can hit. I forgot her best uh, thing is, is floor. Like... She's good. And this 9-9 was great. Also, it means we don't have to see the double toothpike of doom. Yay. Then we have Sarah, who hit a 9-9-7-5. That's a career record on everything. On anything. She'd never gotten higher than a 9-9-5. I wouldn't have given it a 10. Her first pass was not entirely controlled there was a small slide at the end that being said I do not care in the slightest this was pretty good let's go like yeah it was really good it was very good and maybe we can have more of that in postseason I know we probably won't but if we need it we have it if we need to use Sarah Edwards in postseason we have her and that's a good feeling to have. Then, we have the winner of the final Pop Princess Crown of the year. Because of course it was. Because I literally introduced it because I thought this could happen. And it's like, you know who was right in the end? It was me the whole time. And maybe it was biased because, first of all, so KJ got a 9-9. The student section loves her. Because she is amazing. First of all, I will always say this, and I will continue to say this, because regular season is over, by the way. Um, Well, how are you making a debut? She made the greatest debut that she could have probably expected of herself. Two nine-nines and freshman of the week. You know, you know, it was just, just casual things you do. I mean, she has been consistent. She's been in the lineup every single meet. In the same spots. And she's hit. And I'm... I'm delaying the inevitable, aren't I? Okay, she popped with a 107. 
Again, I'm worried that I might have influenced that. However, I don't think I did because my phone was away from my face and I was yelling away from it. And yes, I was yelling during the first pass because of course I was because that first pass is amazing. Like, yeah, I had to give Sammy her crown. Hopefully she gave it to her because it would be bad if she didn't and I haven't gotten any confirmation and I don't know if I will. We'll see about that. But yeah. Just watching her consistently kill it every night has been a pleasure of mine to see it five, see her kill ten routines in person. Like, I mean, I will still fight the judge that gave her a nine seven five against the Kentucky meet. I was that that's still personal to me, because uh, that was <laughs> no, um, but yeah, like she kills it. She bounces back from that meet, which was not her. Fast. Like, it's nothing. It's a 9-9. You know, solid. Uh, like, she's a total badass. Her first pass is the best thing on... It's my favorite thing. It's 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 just so awesome to watch. Because it's like, okay, here we go. Oh my god, someone's allowed to get that height. What? Okay. Like, who are you? Samus from Metroid? I'm sorry, that's just what I've said it is. But yeah. Now we need to address a thing that happened during this. And that was a line said by the lead commentator. First of all, the commentator was Lynn Rollins. I will not ad- I will not have any more Lynn Rollins slander. This man is an, is an absolute treasure to the state of Louisiana. I'm watching through this entire thing. He is a god. Uh, remember the celebration I talked about with Jay for Elena? He said that celebration should have might have gotten Jay a 995 which was great um he called he said KJ's first pass was something you could walk under which wow I've never thought of it that way that's so very well done he may not know the sport but he definitely does a great job of visualizing things yes I know you're seeing it but it's he's he does it on the baseball broadcast all the time he's so famous for it it's just good he doesn't add much to the actual knowledge of the sport, and, like, honestly, you could do better. But, A, his voice is comforting. B, he does a bunch... Like, he's just... I don't know. It's a personal thing. Anyway, we need to address one of the comments he made, because during her routine, he said, and I quote here, KJ may... I'm gonna try and do my best Lynn Rollins impression. This is gonna be terrible. KJ may burn more calories during this routine than anybody. I didn't even do an impression. I just said my normal speaking voice. I can't do it. It's so perfect. Ah. So people were attacking Lynn for saying this. Now, initially, I didn't hear it. See, I was at the meet. I couldn't hear it. It's not that loud. And I'm not watching it on TV. Because I have my own eyes. Get it? I thought this was during Christina's routine. You can understand why I think that that would have been the outrage. Because, you know, reasons. I'm not going to explain the reasons. You can figure them out for yourself. Because, frankly, why should I have to say that? I'm not going to say that. But no, it was during this one. Now, really? Have you watched this routine? They were discussing how high energy it was, how much stuff there is in it. All of that. Like, yeah, she probably will. Like, there's a lot more in it than... uh, Let's go with... There's more... It's a three-pass routine... So that's more than Haley's or Aaliyah's. Um, it's got a lot more moves in it. 
there's a lot of dance elements in there compared to a lot of other people. It's just got a lot of stuff in there. It's very high energy and yeah. But like, I, I get it. I get it. Some people said it was in poor taste due to the issue of eating disorders within gymnastics. You are assuming that the calorie being talked about here is in reference to food, burning calories. No, not everything is in reference to things you think it is. Oh my God, it burns calories. That's how workouts work. Did you know that you burn calories when you do things? Just by sitting around, you're burning calories. D did you know that you burn more calories when you do more things? I know, it's crazy, right? It's almost as if science works. Did I'm going to ask you a serious question. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to answer it. Pause the podcast if you would like to try and answer it yourself. What is a calorie? What is a what is the scientific definition of a calorie? Okay. Here are your 10 seconds. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Time's up. So, a calorie is the amount of energy needed to raise the temperature of one gram of water one degree Celsius. I can tell you someone on this team can already figure that out and probably figure it out in three seconds because they're actually the science one. Um, yeah. Now, the calories you see on a food label, those aren't calories. Those are kilocalories. So, if you see the number of calories on a food label, it's actually thousands of calories. Yeah, those are kilocalories or kcals. The FDA just allows them to be called calories. But they're not. They're kcals. Ooh, bet you didn't know that. Now you do. Yeah. So I have no problem with this. In short, stop making a mountain out of a molehill and shut up. Be normal people. You want to call something out on gymnastics broadcast? There's one thing I noticed. Uh, I don't think Lynn ever said this. Like, he rarely would refer to the, to the gymnasts as girls. He usually referred to them as, like, gymnasts. Um, but, why can't I remember? Ashley Abu, something, something. Her, her initials are ACB. I'm going to call her that because I can't remember them and I didn't write them down. Sorry. But she keeps referring to the gymnasts as girls. And this is a common theme. Like, stop referring to them as girls unless they're under 18. So Christina Desiderio, in her freshman season, that's one thing. Fine. She was 17. AP style dictates that if a woman is 18 or older, you refer to her as a woman. Logic dictates this too. That's how it works in the real world. I know, right? Stop calling them girls. It's weird and infantilizing. And by the way, I don't know why the hell this happens at every single level of women's sports. I'm sorry. Well, it happens to women's basketball too. It happens in softball. They're women. They're not girls. I especially noticed this in gym, though. It's like, the girls... No, the women. They're above 18. This is college. That's one of the biggest problems here, okay? We keep forgetting that part. Meanwhile, women's gymnastics at the Olympics... Yeah, it's a bunch of girls and women. It doesn't make any sense. It's... it's but, like... And you never hear this with men's sports. And I know a lot of gymnastics fans have said this. Well, I'm new, so... Hello. But yeah, like, you don't hear this in men's sports. You, you, you hardly even hear a men's basketball coach refer to his kids as boys. 
you hear it with women's basketball coaches. Like, you hear it with, I mean, I think of this with, like, comparison of uh, Will Wade press conferences to Kim Mulkey press conferences that I've watched this year. I like, there's a pretty clear difference there. Why does this happen? This shouldn't be happening. You, honestly, if you're a commentator doing gymnastics, they're women. This is women's gymnastics. The name of the championship is the Women's Gymnastics Championship. Refer to them as such. It is the correct thing to do. Okay? Stop being dumb. Alright? That's all I gotta say there. It's annoying. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. So, after that routine, which, man, I'm gonna miss seeing those in person. Uh, well, I say that. If we make nationals, that'll change, because I'll see it in person again. <laughs> Let's just say I'm getting tickets to nationals. I'm going to get tickets to nationals if we make them. That's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're going to see what we can do there. We'll see if maybe I don't need to get as many tickets as I thought. I mean, as much tickets as I thought. Let's just... We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But I'm going to do some research soon. Anyway, Alia, 9925. Maybe this wasn't a 9925. She... Her stag leap after her double Arabian came a little bit late. She normally goes right into that. What the hell happened? Seriously, like, it was kind of weird. Yeah. By the way, her second split jump. I don't normally tell that it's not 180, but... It wasn't 180. Nice, nice, nice cover job of just pretending that it was. You already know what to do. It's like, no, that was 180. And it's like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Whatever. There's a deduction. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyway. It's just... It was it was a fun routine in person. It's really fun. Her first pass is incredible and breaks my brain. And also, just... You know, it's always wholesome to see someone so happy for their best friend. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Y'all can... Y'all can parse that one as well as you need to, because if you can read between the lines as to what I'm saying, yeah. Anyway, Haley, she finished things off with a 995. By God, that was good. Uh, it's so good, except for the bounce on the second landing. Seriously, I love that this got taken to a two-pass routine. Like, this works... 10 times better as a two-pass routine. One, it's much less demanding. Uh, two, it just works better. I think it flows. I, I just, I think it flows a lot better. Um, then her three-passer, eh, hey, that's how it is. I think it's also more helpful for her. I mean, I gotta say... Holy cow, are we in Haley Bryant's dominant era again? Is she going to try and win the vault title again? I think she will successfully defend her title at SECs. But we'll see if she defends her national title. She's very good. Again, if it sticks, you must 10. This is the law. But we weren't done. For there was an exhibition. The reason I'm followed... is like, why does um, Laurie Strong-Ballard follow me on Twitter? Because... Before uh, Sierra went into it, she was with, uh, you know, she, like she was talking with uh, Courtney McCool Griffith, floor coach. Um, 
and they were doing like the handshake thingy and like she had she had Courtney do it like three times because it was like no you're getting this wrong you gotta be ready you aren't psyched enough and I just I need that energy she brings that energy everywhere and it's amazing and I love it and more of that please um and then she went into her exhibition I don't know what her score was she doesn't know what her score was (laughs) which is always a really good sign um yeah and like I mean damn double layout on an exhibition and she stuck the crap out of it she stuck the crap out of it like what what are you doing with that okay and then her final pass was a stuck double pike i only know this because reasons of other things like she did great this was a good exhibition we have a deep floor lineup and that's so good to hear but the one thing i have to say about this whole meet is that from start to finish we kept the energy going from first vault to final exhibition we had the same amount of energy basically i was worried we might have lost it on bars when libby fell no no we did not we kept it going throughout that beam rotation was so much better because of Kai being in there. The floor rotation was so much better because of Alona being back in there. Honestly, I I genuinely think that's why it was so much better. And plus, we were hitting all night. Um, having Elena hit... The way it's going to have to work for us to continue to be this good is on vault and on floor. We got to have our three dogs hit. I mean, that's how Studley puts it on Twitter. Follow Studley on Twitter. He's a very good LSU fan. Just in general. You should follow him. This this is a shout out. He's not paying me for any of this. He's just a cool guy. Um, but yeah. Like, you want to talk about our three dogs on floor? At this point, I don't even know who our three dogs are, because honestly, it could be four of them. Cause I'd include KJ in there because she can nine nine she can nine nine on command. Like if she if she's hitting her passes, it's a nine nine. But your real three dogs are at the end of your lineup. It's Aaliyah, Haley, and then Kaya. And then on Vault, it's... Honestly, it's four of them. You have four of them that can hit. Because Elena can hit. You have KJ that can hit. You have Kaya that can hit. And then you have Haley who can 10. Like, it's not just hit. It's 10. Almost on command, it can 10. And if there's a small hop, that's the only deduction you're taking. It's a 995. Like, Yeah. It's good. If they're hitting, we can get through the rest of it. Let's move on to SEC Championship Preview. Boy, oh boy, this has been long. So yeah, SEC Championships. We're in the evening session as the two seed. Number one seed is Florida. Number two, LSU. Number three, Bama. Number four, Auburn. If you're wondering about the rest of the seeds, by the way, in the afternoon session. In fact, I get the afternoon session out of the way really quickly, just for those of you who want me to be thorough. Number five is Kentucky, number six, Mizzou, number seven, Arkansas, number eight, Georgia. Kentucky is going to go Olympic order. So that's uh, vault, bars, beam, floor. Then Mizzou is going to begin on bars. Then go they're going to go bars, beam, floor, vault. Georgia is going to begin on balance beam. Arkansas is going to begin on floor. As for LSU, LSU is going to rotate uh, bars, beam, floor, vault. Because, you know, by the way, it's actually our choice. 
but you already know what the choices are going to be for the first two because it's you go you want to be Olympic order because that's what you're used to at home if you're the one seed if you're the two you go with getting uh bars out of the way and then three and four it just depends on which you're more comfortable on so yeah Florida is going to go Olympic order they did that last year. We're going in the same order we did last year. Bama, the defending SEC champions, they're going to start on floor exercise. They did that last year. They're in the three spot. Um, and then Auburn's going to start on balance beam. So, yeah. This can be interesting. It's all up in the air. If we're peaking, if we haven't peaked yet, that's good. We need to get a 1972 and finish ahead of Auburn to lock into the five. We also need to finish ahead of Auburn for personal reasons. No one likes Auburn. Stop liking Auburn, guys. You don't understand it. Auburn isn't good. I need people to stop liking Auburn online because they don't understand what it means. Auburn is pain. Auburn is meant to be a punishment. Auburn isn't supposed to be good. When they're good, they're supposed to then punch you in the face. I mean, think about this. Auburn won a national title in football and then two years later won zero games in the regu- I mean, in the SEC. And then they made it to the national championship. And then underachieved. They made the SEC championship. They beat... Uh, it's like, oh, Auburn, you beat Alabama. You made the SEC championship. You lost the SEC championship to your biggest rival. And then your other rival, uh, Alabama, made it into the playoff over you. You had to watch as both of them played for a national title. And you nearly wanted to die. And also you lost to UCF. Yeah. You lost to UCF in your bowl game, too. Sorry, I don't like Auburn. They beat us at home this year. That's not supposed to happen. Bo Nix went Auburn Jesus. That was illegal. I have personal things against Auburn. No one likes them, not even their fans. They tolerate them until they disappoint them. And then they get really angry and annoying. They have terrible sportsmanship. They blamed us for PA problems that were their fault. Hey, guess what? Maybe if you people, the people that were running your phone for the floor music, maybe they were two parts competent, they'd actually figured out that you weren't supposed to put it in sleep mode, and that putting it in sleep mode can actually cause the music to stop. Oh, but I get it. You're not competent enough to figure that out, are you? But we're the petty ones when we complain about a bad call. But we're the petty ones for complaining about a bad call. Right. Right. Auburn is the definition of bad sportsmanship. They've been that way in every single sport. The fact that you love the gymnasties is quite annoying because they're actually quite... I think they're kind of cool, but if LSU did it, you wouldn't like them. You wouldn't like them if they were done by LSU, but because they're done by Auburn, a team that hasn't been historically good, you're fine with that. No. No, 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 no. You cannot randomly just like a team just because, oh, but they're they're just cute little Auburn. Because they're not cute little Auburn. Auburn isn't cute. It's annoying. I hate Auburn. You already know how much I hate Florida and Alabama. I've, I've mentioned that enough. But Auburn, no, Auburn, it occupies this little spot. It's that itch you can't quite scratch. But you just hate them irrationally. And you want what's best for their gymnasts. But, like, you just don't like them as a team. You don't like Auburn University. Go Tigers. Anyway. Yeah. I don't really know what to say about this. Except I think that we can win. Do I think we will win? Not necessarily, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. I really don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, 
yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of any sort of predictions I can make, but honestly, welcome to chaos. We should do well, and if we get out of our own way, we can win. We didn't get out of our own way last year. We blew it. We need to be hitting, and we need to be firing on all cylinders. The energy that we brought against Utah, we need to bring it again. We're pissed from last year, I hope. I hope we're pissed off about not winning last year and having it in our grasps. Well, this time, firmly grasp it. Oh my god, that should be our theme. Firmly grasp it. That's all. Firmly grasp it. That's the that's the way we're going to do this. You want to win the SEC? Firmly grasp it. You had your hand on the title last year. You had one hand on the trophy. And you let it slip. Get both hands on it and make them rip it from your cold, dead hands. You got this, alright? This is yours to lose, right? That's what you believe, at least. Because you know you can do it. Now, Florida's a damn good team, but you know what the one thing they do is on a consistent basis? They immediately get into the postseason and start choking worse than the... Man, I can't think of a really good example right now. Worse than LSU last year. How about that? Yeah. Because uh, they made the Final Four last year. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I refuse to call it Four on the Floor because A, Final Four is a better name, and B, Four on the Floor is a stupid name. Four on the Floor can... uh die. It's a terrible name came up with by a terrible executive who, I don't know, just terrible name. Don't like it. Final Four. It's better. It's more concise. It's easier. It's what they put on our banners. Like, seriously. It's what they put on the banner for 2019. Whatever. I want to see another banner, by the way. It'd be really nice. Or just in addition to the SEC Championship banner. How about we do that? That'd be cool. Let's do it. We can do this. We can win this thing. I believe in us. So we're going to lose, aren't we? I can't believe in this team, but still, you get what I mean. I feel like this team has the capacity to do it. I just don't feel like they will. I think the Bama's probably going to win it this year. I just feel like they're going to win it again. But yeah. Hey, who knows? I could be dead wrong. I would really like to see the chaos of a Reina Worley all-around champion. It would be funny. If we can't win all around, then let Raina Worley do it from the from the morning session, because I think that would be funny. Alrighty, well that's gonna do it for this episode of the LSU Flying Tigers podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, why not share it with the people that you know? And if you didn't, please let me know. What did I do wrong? Seriously, I I actually really take good response to criticism. Like I want to get better. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, uh, 7 o'clock on Saturday on SEC Network. That's where you can catch it. If you want to just catch each rotation on each apparatus, on the app, the uh, ESPN app, there's individual cameras of individual um, apparatuses. So, you know, one for vault, bars, beam, and floor. So I'll probably be flipping through each one of them because I don't care about the other three teams because they can go do their own thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So if you enjoyed this, uh, if you did enjoy this, by the way, tell me. It would be nice. Uh, yeah. So if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, the links to those are in the description. Or, I'm sorry, my ats are there. And then you can just plug that in or copy and paste it or do whatever you want. I can't make you do anything. I do not have the power of mind control yet. We'll see if I can develop that soon. Um, 
yeah, what else? I don't really know what else to say. Except, look out for my bracket uh, preview. Or, let me rephrase that. Me filling out my bracket later tonight. And then me filling out my women's bracket once the first four ends for the women. And, yeah. So, until next time. I've been Ben Schluter. This has been the LSU Flying Tigers podcast. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Go Tigers. And until next time, bye-bye.